everyone, and welcome to another episode of Stacey Gets Rich, the podcast where I talk to entrepreneurs, business people, and successful humans who have made a career or life pivot and live to tell the tale. Of course, I'm your host, Stacey McGonigal. Welcome, friend. How are you? I hope, uh, I hope this podcast finds you well. I hope that you are thriving, even though the circumstances in which we need to thrive are almost impossible. I know today is election day. Ooey, ooey, what a tricky little pickle that is. Who will win? Um, that's stressful. Of course, I'm Canadian. I cannot vote. But please know if you're listening to this and you are American, I'm with you in spirit. I will be sitting on a couch, stress eating for the rest of the day as the numbers come in. So know that I'm with you. Um, and if you, uh, if you can vote, please vote. Get out there. This podcast is coming out early afternoon. Get out there right now. Go vote. You get a sticker. Okay, and those are huge. Take it from me. I watch TikTok and there is like a thriving sticker business that's happening. Everyone's selling stickers and they're making some money. And if you're listening to this and you sell stickers and are successful, hit me up at the Stacey McGee on Instagram. I would like to talk to you on the podcast. So I want to know how you're making your fortune. Um, but yes, I hope everyone is doing well. <clears throat> I had a crazy couple of weeks emotionally, energy-wise. I know that's not unique. I know everyone's going through it. Um, I struggle with self-compassion, though, for some reason. And when I need a break, desperately, if I need a weekend, just like horizontal on my couch, um, that usually also comes with just so much self-judgment. And that's something I'm trying to work on. But um, of course, this podcast is just full transparency. So I wanted to bring that to the table. And again, I know I'm not unique in those feelings, but that's hard, you know, especially with the Stacey Gets Rich series. You know, it's just me, myself, and I. <clears throat> Excuse me, I worked out three hours ago and my body is still not leveled out. But, um, <laughs> you know, with Stacey Gets Rich, and of course, if you haven't uh, checked out a video, I highly suggest youtube.com slash Stacey McGonigal. You can see them. You can also watch this podcast if you'd like to see, you know, the vibe in which I'm bringing today, which is very much in theme with our guest. But yeah, like I've just kind of been gassed. Um, and so you might notice that there wasn't a podcast last week and I felt a lot of shame about that. There also wasn't a video. Um, and that was really hard because, um, you know, I want to just stay on top of everything, but sometimes like life has like a different, you know, path. Especially when I'm trying, um, if you're not aware, Stacey Gets Rich also has a digital series where I try every get rich quick scheme on the internet, tell you what works, what doesn't. And I'm, I'm trying to get rich here, people. And it takes time. Um, an update on my website, I'm still struggling with Google AdSense. Um, I need more content on the site before Google will allow people to, um, before Google will put ads on it so I can make money. So I'm like frantically trying to blog, but I also don't want to just throw junk out there. I'm overthinking everything. So that's kind of stalled. So this week I've just kind of been like trying to get things together. Um, and also just like next week there'll be a video about me trying to sell clothes on Poshmark. And that means like getting clothes, taking photos, like stuff takes time. And for some reason in my brain, I forget that I'm just a human being who like 
needs to eat dinner and it's okay if that person also wants to watch the real housewives of potomac um, at night and relax so i'm i'm trying to find my balance so i'm back on track today and this week and i'm feeling really great and um if you're out there and you're a little like all over the place like i was and you are struggling you're a struggling type not a um kind of person can i suggest to you going to bed early Oh my God, it's changed my life. The last like, the last week I've gone to bed early, life-changing. Because you know what happens when you go to bed early? Um, you wake up early and you wake up at like 8, 8.30, which I know people with actual, with like jobs <clears throat> and kids, that's not that early. It's early for me as someone who's always worked at night and um, stays up too late. So, uh, but I've been going to sleep early, getting up, working out, uh, working out. I am okay. The last couple of weeks I've not worked out. And I think it's because, um, I wasn't on top of like my body <clears throat> positivity shenanigan. I'm really trying to shift my focus where when I look and think about exercise, it's not because, um, I, I'm all over the place. Um, when I look at exercise, I'm trying to shift my focus where it's not like, like working out means thin. Right. Cause I, I struggle with like body dysmorphia and things like that. So when I look at exercise, I've always thought that's what you do to get thin. Right. So I've been really trying to be like, this is amazing for your mental health. It stabilizes your mood. It removes anxiety. Right. But I wasn't on top of that. So for the last couple of weeks, I've looked at my little Peloton and I've thought thinness, get on that to get thin. Guess what? Not correct. Not good. But um, I had a little shift and um, I removed on Peloton, it has like a screen. I removed like the calorie counter. I removed the leaderboard and I was like, let's just put on some tunes and ride. And I've been getting up and I've been working out and it's been amazing. It's been life changing. I work out, then I shower. I shower and then I get dressed and feel good. And guess what? I've been the most freaking productive I've been. So um, I'm not saying that this works for everyone, but if you're feeling like you're in a little bit of a rut, wake up. I have my little to-do list. I make it while I drink my coffee and I have my English muffin. Okay. And, um, and I, another tip, I've stopped sitting down on my couch when I have my breakfast. Cause you get me on the couch with my little breakfast, my little coffee, my little YouTube. I'm toast for hours. I've been finding success just like drinking my coffee, looking at what I need to do for the day, having my breakfast, standing up, putting on my exercise clothes, freaking moving my body for like literally 40 minutes. And I will tell you, snapped out of the rut. I'm feeling really excited to create content. I'm feeling really uh, pumped. Jimmy Jazz, Dorino'd, uh, the self-doubt, the anxiety that usually creeps in around two or three, gone. I won't say that it'll last forever, but um, anyways, just a tip from me to you. If you're feeling like you're just in the depths of not feeling great, move your body. Even if it's like getting up, putting on some music when you get up, just dance your freaking ass off. Get your body moving. Earn the shower. You know what I mean? There's nothing better than like earning the shower. Um, so I've been earning the shower and it's been really great. Because I, I was just like in a rut. I was wearing like the same sweater for four days and like the same toque because it's cold now. So I can hide my hair under a toque. And it was not looking great. 
Although I, I'm not judging it. Sometimes we need those downtimes, but I was getting worried I wasn't going to like get up. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I kind of just like reframed my mind and uh, picked myself up and here we are. And the big takeaway that I took from like my week rut was that it wasn't like a rut. It was a burnout. It was that I had set myself up for unrealistic standards. You know, I wasn't being kind to myself. I was comparing myself too much. I was um, creating schedules that were not real. And now that I have a bit of compassion and I've taken a breath and guess what? I took a week off and you know what happened? Nothing. No one cared. My boss didn't call me because I'm my boss. Right. So like no one's like no one was upset because everyone's life carries on. I don't regret my week of horizontal vibes. They were fun. I caught up on Potomac. My gosh, it's getting wild. And if you are not watching Real Housewives of Potomac, you are sleeping on truly one of the best franchises of Housewives ever. But um, this week I'm feeling invigorated. And most importantly, I'm feeling realistically invigorated. You know? And that was like, and that's a huge takeaway. Because I am a warrior, um, which is sucks because it's so close to the word warrior, like I'm going to war. And I'm going to get there. I'm not there right yet, but like I'm close. But currently, I'm a full-blown warrior. So if I have a good day, I'm still like going through the Rolodex to find one thing that didn't work out and then just stressing about that and making like the whole day a wash. So like, you know, if... Two weeks ago when I was sort of like in my like body spiral, if I didn't work out, then I was a terrible person. Guess what? You're not a terrible person. You're just someone who needed to like freaking chill out, right? Or if I planned on editing a bunch of videos, but then I didn't, I didn't have time to make the social media, I'm like, oh, you're a failure. Even though I spent like five hours editing videos, you know? So I was being really unkind to myself. And um, I know that I'm not the only one who does that. So if you are listening to this and you are in that shame spiral, I know, I know what you're going through. Stop doing it. Do something that makes you feel good because we're doing so many things to make ourselves feel bad because we're stuck in our freaking houses. So we have no other stimulus but ourselves sometimes. So um, I'm trying to like realistically set my goals and also set time to freaking relax, to have a glass of wine, to watch the TV, to go for a long walk with my dogs and listen to like a shitty reality TV podcast. It's my most favorite thing to do. Um, yeah. So needless to say, it's been up and down. <laughs> but um, I'm actually really excited for today's guest because we are joined by powerhouse woman, Oh my gosh, I felt so revved up after our chat. I am talking about celebrity stylist and creative producer, Renna Reddy. She truly is such a dynamic, freaking confident, powerhouse woman. <clears throat> I know I already said powerhouse, but I think it's the best way to describe her. I just felt so inspired. And as the title suggests, suggests uh, time is money. That was my biggest takeaway talking to Rena. We went to university together, so we like reminisce about our times there and how it was um, not the healthiest for one of us. Um, and, uh, and since then, I have just been following her career like a creeper on social media. And when I started this project, she truly was one of the first people I thought of. And I was like, Rena, 
hi, I know it's been a long time, but I'm starting this thing where I'm talking to entrepreneurs and I need to talk to you because you were freaking killing it. And I need you to tell me all your secrets. And guess what? She did. For you to enjoy and for me to write down and steal and do. She's incredible. Rena really, after my conversation with Rena, it really made me realize, it really made me realize, it's fun to say, if you're looking for something fun to do, say that sentence, it's really great. Um, but she made me realize that our time is money. So the time that we waste worrying, right? The time we worry, uh, self-doubt, uh, insecurities, um, worrying about what other people think, that's your time that could be spent on making money, right? Because we are all freaking full powerhouses. Third time I've said it, I regret nothing. But we are all masters in our own fields. And we just need to harness that. And we need to understand what our strengths are and stand behind those strengths. And when we have, and when we have weaknesses, either embrace them wholeheartedly or figure out workarounds. How can we get better at them? Right. And Rena is so pragmatic and it's so amazing to talk to someone like that. Uh, you'll see in the podcast where I'm like, but how did you get over worry? How did you get over self-doubt? And of course, everyone has those moments. And Rena is not, you know, throughout the podcast, she's not pretending to be someone who's never been concerned or has had her fair share of lumps. But um, she's just a train moving forward. Right. What can we do? This is the world we've been given. These are the circumstances we've been given. And this is the world I can work within. And it made me realize like, I'm spending too much time on the noise. Too much time on the freaking noise. And not enough time on the thing that drives me, that makes me excited. You know, um, who cares what so-and-so and blah, blah, blah are doing? Like, you know, do your own thing. Do what you love and stand behind the strengths that you have. I know you will take a lot from Rena and my conversation with her. She has so much great advice and she kind of is just like that friend who's like, so what? We'll go do it. Well, what's your worry? It's like, you know how you call your one, like, I don't know about you, but like, I always have different friends that I call depending on the reaction that I need. And she is just like the no nonsense friend who's like, yeah, but just go do it. Yeah. But like, you know what you're doing. So why wouldn't you go do that? And, um, and it was really like the kick in the ass that I needed and it really, I think, helped me, you know, get to bed, wake up early, have my workout, have my shower, and get my freaking to-do list done. Rena really helped me remove, like, the <laughs> copious amount of excuses that I had. You know, we all have those copious amounts of excuses. Well, I'll do that when, like, I lose the weight or when I have more followers or um, when I have the money or, um, oh, when the kids move out of the house. Whatever our excuses are, remove them. It's just fear. It's just insecurity. You know? You, you, know, what you're, you know what you want to do. So why aren't we doing it? Right? And that was a huge um, wake-up call for me. And I just feel like... The setup with Victoria saying, set yourself up for success. Set yourself up honestly. Who are you? What do you need? And then the gusto from Rena just being like, fucking do it. Get out there. I just feel really pumped for this week. Um, and I just feel so lucky if I can be lame for but a second. I just feel so lucky with this project where I get to talk to just such dynamic humans, women who are just really 
carving their own path. And Rena truly is. I mean, I, I talked to her at the very beginning about her title of creative producer and how inspiring that was for me. Um, her company, Get Ready, it, it, it just spans. It spans managing clients, styling clients. She Well, she'll get into it as well. Um, she's doing so many things. She's wearing so many hats, which we have to in this day and age. And I love the title that she gave herself of creative producer. It's really something that has stuck with me that I keep like simmering and like stewing about. Um, because if you're like me, um, I've spent the majority of my life like looking at titles of jobs and trying to squeeze and conform and twist and turn to fit those titles when like, guess what? You can do it all. You can label yourself. And it can, it can cover a variety of skill sets, as Rena talks about. So needless to say, I was like quite inspired. Rena is so amazing. Follow all of her links below. Um, she's great. And um, I, I just know that you're going to have an amazing time listening to her uh, incredible advice and her guidance. So without further ado, here is my amazing conversation with Rena Reddy. joined with an old university pal, theater producer extraordinaire, stylist to the stars, excited, powerhouse woman. I'm so excited and thankful she decided to come and have a conversation with me. It is Rana Reddy, everybody. Thank you so much, Stacey, for having me. Oh my God. When I started this podcast, you were one of the first people I thought about where I was like, I desperately want to talk to you because... You are, you are killing it. I have been obsessed with you from afar. Um, and I was like, screw this. I'm just like reaching out and being like, what the hell are you doing? This is incredible. Tell me all of your secrets. <laughs> um, well, I think, well, I just want to say this. I think um, social media kind of gives us a false sense of friendship, but like I ditto. Likewise, yeah. I've been watching you killing it here oh, in the U.S., thanks, coming home. And, you know, whenever I run into you at the Shoppers Drug Mart, I'm like, oh, my God, Stacey, my God, I'm like, oh. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. It's true. It's like you feel like you know someone and you're like, oh, right, we haven't um, human to human spoken in far too long. So I'm excited um, that I forced this uh, rejuvenated friendship um, because you are truly like I was doing some like research on you. I was just saying before we recorded and I was like, holy shit, like you are killing it. Um, and I'm just like excited to like pick your brain about thank you yeah so can you give a little a uh, bit of like where did you start to where you got to right now so you and I know each other from university mm -hmm. and we both studied theater in university Hello. and when we graduated <laughs> uh, I immediately became a theater producer mm -hmm. and was that for about 10 years and then I realized that my return of investment wasn't as strong hello uh, extreme burnout and mm -hmm. I wasn't even like 28 if we we're gonna go by numbers yeah and I was exhausted and it just didn't make any sense and I wasn't making the bills and so I was like I need to do something else and then I had a bunch of actor friends who became a bit more famous than, <laughs> than they intended um no everyone intends to be of course can everyone you imagine work. <laughs> can you imagine after being like I didn't plan for it to be this way <laughs> Uh, well, definitely, uh, they needed more help than what their agents could provide. Yeah. And because, you know, you just kind of apply the same producing skills to um, managerial work. So I kind of been a hybrid fashion stylist, manager, uh, 
social media ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for about five years. Actually, even when I'm doing the red carpet styling for my clients here in Canada, I get way more confused looks and questions. Really? Compared to, yeah, compared to if I just like skipped down to LA for the weekend when we could. Mm-hmm. And, and people are like, Oh, yeah, you're the stylist. Here you go. Here's your pass. Here's your this. Oh, you're with these people. Here you go. Where it's like in Canada, it's like, who are you? And it's like, it doesn't matter who I am. It's what I'm here to do. And I'm here to do my job. So can you right. please move? <laughs> how did you like, how did you get to, um, to have that confidence and to like take up that space? Because I feel like for myself, like I struggle with taking up that space, but I think that we need to, you know, how did um, you get to it? First of all, I would like to say that it's not all bad. Like I'm just, you know, kind of talking shit. And, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I think the Canadian industry will not be offended. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true because yeah, exactly. it's, but it is, I think it's amazing. Like I know I just uh, sidetracked my own question, but like I do think it's important to note that I think that what you're doing is elevating um, the artists, especially in Canada, because it's like we didn't even have, like we, I feel like we as a community, I won't speak for everyone but myself, we have this like limiting nature where we're like our career can only hit so much and we can't have certain things and it's so different. So I, I think it's important that you're like, excuse me, you know, I, I think that's important. Well, yeah, exactly. Time is money for me. So if someone's wasting my yeah. time, I'm going to, I make a joke where I'm like, okay, that's nice. I'll send you my invoice for that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, huh? And I was like, so that took uh, 20 minutes extra than anticipated. So right. next time when you see me, if we can just keep moving this forward. So yeah. I will say this coming from um, theater and mm-hmm. starting I realized that there was a glass ceiling, like how many artistic directors in this country are women? How many of them will let me do what I want to do at, at the age that I wanted to do? I'm not interested in waiting 50 before I get an opportunity to take a $50,000 salary. No, that's crazy. Um, so my glass ceiling starts on the ground floor when I started my company Mm -hmm. and that's where I am here. And then your question about the industry. I think it's just like, I I think it was, uh, my question was like taking up the space. Like how did you start this business and then like have that confidence to say, no, 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 no. Like I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Time is, it's time is money. Honestly, I just kind of know what I got to do to get in and get out. Like specifically of styling or managing, like, I remember one time I was picking up tickets for my client who was arriving to a red carpet in her limo or Mm -hmm. the car they picked her up in. And I'm standing there like, and they're like, who are you? Uh, I don't know that person. And I was like, that person is nominated for best actress tonight. Can you please give me the tickets? I'm not interested in a fight. Yeah. Like, here's my credentials that you made me sign up for. Here's the press pass that I have that you made me wear on top of my beautiful dress. I can't even with that, with the lanyard. Whenever I see a gown in a lanyard, I'm like, this is criminal. Why are we allowing this? You know what I mean? Like anything you take like expensive formal wear, throw a lanyard on it. It's like, no, the, like the actor awards. And you should know this, the actor awards make the nominees wear roses. And I'm like, that's something I have to take into account of when I'm dressing my, one of my clients. I can't put them in a delicate thing because they're going to put this clunky, heavy rose on it because nobody knows who the nominees are. And, like they identify with the rose. It's not like a donation or a charity or anything. It's just this clunky ass rose that's ripping fabric. Oh my! It's so Canadian of like, oh, you don't know them, but they're going to get an award tonight. 
<laughs> and, and tradition like don't forget tradition is so important I, was like, I don't think roses are going to be offended yeah and you know what let's just break the tradition we just want to wear a nice dress and win something you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and How- a lot of the time what I try to do is source Canadian like I'm sourcing Canadian de- designers I want mm-hmm. them on the red carpets and I want them on Canadian actors who are killing it yes. killing it in this country and not needing to go abroad It's so true. Like, I mean, that was the thing where I went to Los Angeles because I was like, I can't have a career here. Like, I just decided that that was my reality, which is just so silly. Um, And then when I was in L.A., I was miserable. But and then was like, why am I like, why have I decided I can't do something? You know, like L.A.'s nuts. (laughs) I'm Girl, Girl, you're fair skin. You need some heavy SPF over there. (laughs) Oh, my God. You should have seen me hiking. I certainly wasn't auditioning, but I was hiking and getting sunburned. Criminal. Just criminal that you weren't auditioning, if that's the case. Criminal. it, It truly was. And I remember my like breaking point was I was at an audition and they wanted me to dress really nice and um then they laughed because they thought I had come in character and I they were like you're hilarious and I was like oh I actually think I look nice (laughs) like drove home in my shitty car um but that's (laughs) yeah what a time but the thing for me is like starting anything is so there's so much insecurity and I um, I'm dealing with that now with this project where like, you know, there's also shame I felt like evolving or moving past what I decided I was going to be at 18 and seeing this shift. It's like, did you, how did you reconcile that? Did you go through that? Like, was, is that something that you felt? And like, how did you start taking yourself seriously and, and demanding that other people do the same? I think I was always very serious. Like my <laughs> nickname as a child was Miss Renna. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like teachers would be like, "Oh, Miss Renna's here," and I'm like, "Hello." What else did you expect? Yeah. Hello, Pamela. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and and even the feedback in university was like, "You're very serious. You're very right. formal. Like, can you have more play?" And I was like, "Oh, buddy, I work hard and play hard, but you know, if you want to give me a B, that's what you can give me." I wish I was like that in school because I was like, do you like me? Like I came in with such. Well, I, yeah. to go nuance, you went into a very hypercritical environment. And thankfully oh. I, I had a boyfriend that did the program a year ahead of you. Yeah. And he, his um, conversations with me, like teachers would, he would write about us and our relationship in his journal. And then teachers would kind of comment in the hallway. And I was like, that's like fucked up these Uh-oh. people are just teachers that we pay them mm-hmm. and I was just, I was like you can't use that personal information about me just it we, it's weird and it's overstepping boundaries so I always had a sense of entitlement no but you should I think that that's important though and I I wish I had that because like I didn't know I had like agency <laughs> and I had I was entitled to boundaries until mm-hmm. I was started therapy and I'm unpacking all of that shit from theater school which was such a terrible time. <laughs> yeah. And that is one of the problems with this idea of actors being trained. I will say that like mm-hmm. you're meant to be these obedient people and yep. go into these environments. And like, I've been in environments where I've been, you know, to the horrible uh, results of the me too, you know, like yep. there's a scale, there's a spectrum of it. And I, I believe so. our theater school did not prepare us for real world with predators <laughs> they just train no. us to be obedient obedient and be like so thankful for the critical and self-destructing advice that had truly nothing to do with the craft of acting none, none, none whatsoever no none at all can't think so, of one thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but very thankful that I'm good at crossword puzzles. And if there's a Shakespeare <laughs> quote, I'm right there. Uh, I didn't even get that. I didn't even get that. I'm not doing no, crosswords. They, they wouldn't let you out. I remember that. Your program wouldn't let you go out and see like work in the industry. Anyway, so yeah. um, I guess I always had a sense of agency in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one else is going to tell me what to do other than me. And maybe cool. that worked for me in some environments, in some projects, like as a theater producer. And maybe right. it, it didn't. Like there might have been a bit of like personality clashes along the way which is fine you know like the producer's a bad guy the producer's the one that tells you uh no tickets have been sold Mm -hmm. uh you can't have a waterfall sorry it's not in the budget or the insurance (laughs) oh water (laughs) yep Um, and and sometimes you try you do your best to bend over and make it happen and then you just realize that it's a bit of a thankless job right and so that's humbling in itself because like uh, it's part of my artistic process, but yet some other art, like truer artists might not see it as value to them. And right. that's when I had to kind of step back and reevaluate my, my value on myself and what I can contribute to a given project. And that has grown into something else, which I'm very proud of. Yeah. But also, um, yeah, fuck theater a lot sometimes, though. Oh, yes. I mean, that's oh. a, that's the thing. It's like there's this pretension around it, which is like just doesn't need to be. And it's like, I really do love your perspective on it because sometimes it does feel like this like chaos tornado. And it's really refreshing to speak to someone like you who's going, um, excuse me. Um, this doesn't need to be like this. And this is actually not beneficial to anybody the way that this is being run. An extraordinary artist named Marjorie Chan. We know Marjorie Chan. She's Mm -hmm. written countless plays and now she's the artistic director of Theatre Passamurai. And I think I donated to them, but I'll donate again. (laughs) Uh, If not, she won an award and she's a tremendous, if you cut her open, it just bleeds artists. That's who she is. And she's a mentor, whether she likes it or not to so many people. So she won an award, um, Mm-hmm. And not to take away from her uh, achievement, the award is called the Golden Door. No, the Bra d'Or Award. So the Golden Bra Award. And I was like, does no one else have a problem with some an award what? called the Golden Bra? The Golden Bra? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> right? So I'm like, congratulations. This award is titled bullshit. Like, this exactly. Is Totally. Did you, so was it like a sort of um, a more natural progression then than, than going, okay, this is just not for me. Like, did you feel any like, oh, I, oh I'm not going to be an artist or I'm not like, did you handle any of that? Was any of that like noise you had to break through? I'm sure, honestly, I'm sure I did when I saw like the idiots that I went to high school with had these fabulous luxury vacations. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello yes or, or they're like lavish beautiful weddings and now they're la- like and they're beautiful families and children's so there's a bit of a self-identity crisis that I had when I kind of saw mm-hmm. the alternative trajectory that could have been happening totally and in doing so when you compare yourself like I was marking like I should be here at this level at this age and I'm just sense. like that's bullshit because honestly and to each of their own if I was married that's fine mm-hmm. but if I was a parent and I just can't take that much time away from my career and kudos to those who can and do it yeah. and have you know probably more better resources than me but I just can't see myself running a company and giving birth and paying two mortgages 
something's got to give. <laughs> totally. But I think this is a refreshing perspective because it's like, you know, I have some friends who have like, since I've known them since high school was like, I don't, and I don't know where you stand on like the kids issue, like or wanting kids, but it's like that be that. Yeah. And, and that defined them for a really long time where she was like, I have a career. Like I have an amazing life. Like, why don't you ask questions about that? Like, let's shift to like what I find empowering, what I find important. So I think it's an, I think it's interesting to be like, I just want it all for like, I don't have time, which I think is great. Exactly. Exactly. And like, hopefully kids will come in the future. It's just currently not in the five-year plan. It's in a 10-year plan. And I do stuff like that. Like, and I, uh, I'm not a type A personality. Yeah. In fact, if you're a type A around me, like all throughout any type of, (laughs) I'm, I'm so not that either. (laughs) Thank God masks are a thing now. Because it's like, you know, it's like. Yeah, totally. Type A gives me that wrinkle right here and I'm not about it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing I want to ask because like I'm not type A and something I'm kind of coming to terms with in this sort of shift of like, oh, we can make money outside of, you know, doing what we're doing. But um, like I... I've convinced myself that because I'm not type A, I can't get shit done. Like instead of embracing how I'm efficient. Do you know what I mean? Like I joke that I have exploding purse energy, like 15 minutes late, can't find my phone. Like, (laughs) and only recently I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, we can get our shit done, you know? So like, how do you, as not like a type A where we as society consider like the, the productive and the, in the, you know, whatever, like, how do you, um, like how, what's your workflow? How do you work? How do you get it done? later it's always been later I go slow I I know some people are like you you don't post enough you don't do this and I was like I don't really don't care about getting clients on social media I know I could I know like you gotta be so consistent and you know if you look at the stylists out there like Mm -hmm. I'm a stylist I make a lot of money styling yeah um but you know where my actual uh real creativity where I kind of want to push myself is towards producing, managing, creating that way. Um, so believe it or not, I'm writing a bunch of shit right now. So if that's helping me through this pandemic, that's amazing. I'm writing. I love TV. I love <laughs> movies. Great. I'm going, yeah. I'm going so off track. Like I wrote a spy movie. Like, about my dad. yeah, like I'm pretty sure my dad's a spy, that's but sick. I'm not going to say anything else because everybody's still alive and safe. <laughs> um, okay. But you know, overactive imagination. So anyways, type A, What's the question? <laughs> exactly. Well, that, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, but that's like, because I get stressed out. I'm like, I have to post on Instagram. Like, I have to be consistent. I have to have like a million followers. Like, you know, and I'm now kind of doing the Stacey Gets Rich series. I'm like, oh, no, like there are people making tons of money that aren't in this sort of like hamster wheel of socials. How, how are you finding your clients? Like, how did how did that start? And how is that growing now? So, uh, people in your company, like people who own companies will say word of mouth is not the best way, mm-hmm. but, or a way to sustain yourself, but it is currently word of mouth. And I have a, I would like to say maybe that I'm a boutique style right? in the sense that I have like, um, I also work with comedy records part-time Love. as well. Like, so I do a bunch of stuff. So I'm, I'm managing about 10 comedians and I have about five clients that are film and TV stuff. So hopefully when things get back up and running, they will go to 10 um, so my workflow actually, like if you start at 11 AM, I'm at a 1 PM till about a midnight. And it also depends on what time zone I have to be in. If it's in totally. LA, um, I do have a client, um, that's, it's Australian. Mm-hmm. And so when she goes home to Australia for like three to four months, I'm off at like <laughs> two, four, 
she's like, I'm at the beach. Want to see? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I want to sleep. Thank you. But I think that yeah. that's like, no one talks about that, like that timeline. And, and again, like I started this cause I'm selfish and I want to know everyone's tips and tricks, but like, I don't work in the morning. Like I also, you know, like you get me at like a five, like I'm, I'm zoned in like 11 to eight. And then I got to have a big meal and watch some housewives. And then maybe I can like zhuzh it up for like a nine, 10. But like, I mean, there was judgment. Again, there's a lot of self-judgment, which I, I'm so thankful we talked because I'm getting like a real boost of like, why the fuck am I worried about that? <laughs> why am I judging that? The work's getting done. Girl, even if you win the Oscar, there's going to be some idiot on Twitter saying you didn't deserve it. Ugh. So the critiques are already there. You might as well just try and get ahead of everything. I'm going to do what I got to do and I'm going to make mistakes along the way. I'm just going to tr try to refine and better myself every time I go through something. And that, yeah. honestly, I um, I made a, uh, I'm jumping everywhere. No joke, I've please. <laughs> I've always been a night person, mm. like elementary school, high school, night person throughout, through and through. So uh, this type of career choice, this type of gig economy, like mm -hmm. I, I'm used to it. I did corporate. I did um, a two year. So I did a bad real estate deal wow. in 2000. I even blocked it out already in 2017. Whoa. Okay. It sounds yeah. chic. That is sounds so chic of you doing. I did a really bad real estate deal in 2017. Bad real estate deal. <laughs> oh no. Uh, all, all in all, it's like it didn't, nothing pans out the way you want it to be. So ideally, I had one property that I lived in. I bought a bigger one. Mm -hmm. um, me and my partner, comedian Nick Reynoldson. Very funny. So great. Very funny and sexy man. Ooh. Coca comedian of the year and his album, of course, is I'll Be Fine playing on all all. Check platforms. it out. Please. He's also a comedian I manage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, you got to keep it in the fam, you know? Obviously, obviously. <laughs> I would do the same. <laughs> and and so we moved into a bigger place and that, and um, under the guise that the, my previous condo would sell right. very quickly. I even had it in writing and everything. And unfortunately, two years later, I was still paying for two mortgages. Oh, my God. Uh, really fighting with the mm, building, which is Artscape owned. Mm -hmm. That uh, We chatted about that later. Yeah. Um, and what ended up happening was they didn't want me to sublet. Then I did sublet, but I couldn't get a consistent subletter. Um, and yeah, I went into debt and I had to refinance a lot of things. Wow. Including my business. And I, honestly, I thought I was going to lose Get Ready two years ago. Jeez. Because when it went after one month and it went to six months, then it went to a year and then it went to two years and it sold March 6th, right before the pandemic happened. And I was like... <sighs> Thank, I was like, yay, now I can renovate my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what happened? I mean, that's so, that's, I mean, how do you stay focused during that? Like, you know, like that takes strength and belief in yourself you and just, that it'll work out or. Um, I definitely believe in the power of positivity, mm. but I was very um, pragmatic by year two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like okay <laughs> really angry and practical mm -hmm. about a lot of things so I did take a corporate position mm -hmm. and I was trying to do get ready at the same time um you know like I had a client who I'm normally if we're going to a fitting I put you in an uber right and when I had to walk my client to the bus stop because I couldn't afford the uber mm -hmm. Uh, like that was a big low point for me. That's right. not my boutique agency. And like, you don't put a celeb 
pretty on a bus and they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. Not but a still. Big deal. But for me, that was like a low point in my career. And um, that's when I took a corporate position. And at one point during my busy time, which is February, March, is all the award season in yes. Canada and in the U.S., um, that we, uh, I worked, I think, about 55 days straight. Jeez. And like, I'm not one of those people that get super skinny when I'm stressed out. So. Me neither. Me neither. So, <laughs> yeah. Like you just, um, I delegated where I could. I delegated how I could. I think I brought on um, like an intern type experience. Like, person margarita mm-hmm. she was amazing and helped me out during that time as well and then when I couldn't pay her we had to say sorry and then <laughs> right like I'll call you again when things work out very I was very forthcoming about how bad my finances were for my business at the time um, but thankfully I had other things set up in place right I had a, I had resources um, but when I got bad I had to refinance and now I'm all right now you fought your way through I mean that's like do you ever like look back and just like take moments of gratitude of like, I fucking did that like that, you know, because getting through the shit and realizing I'm still standing, I'm better for it. I used honesty. I was pragmatic about it. Like, I just feel like those are, you know, those are things I look at it. I'm just like, that's amazing. Cause I feel like I would, I wonder if I would have the strength to do that truly. I think uh, Nick did make a comment that I would cry in my sleep. But... <laughs> well, we find it where we can, uh, Nick. Yeah. He's like, you all right? And I was like, yeah, fine. We had a great day today. And then he's like, you were whimpering last night. Oh, my was, God. Whimpering. Yeah. No. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Get on with it. Just working on my vocal cords all day. But um, the, the thing that stands out to me, though, is like, this, like you were like, these are my standards. So, like, did those... Uh, did those standards evolve where you were like, this This is a boutique agency, we focus on Canadian, like, you know, it sounds like you, when you started your, um, your new business, like, that that was sort of like, already present, or did it evolve? Were you like, oh, no, 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 like, how did you kind of evolve to this, this point? My own personal business etiquettes in terms of styling have mm. evolved. Um, my own personal boundaries of like, kind of, uh, you know, if someone asks me for something quick, I kind of know where a bench mark is right and I always put everything in writing up front and if all of a sudden I'm coming into specifically with them needing more time and more money I'm very vocal I get on the phone or I text almost right away just to be like heads up and communicate that way um that's so great because I feel like starting out um you know I mean my only experience in that is like teaching or, you know, I've done like graphic design work or things like that. And there's a fear or I felt a fear of like talking money, getting it all out there. And then you end up screwed always. Mm. I mean, you know, like get it in writing, get the icky, gross talk about money out of the way. So we both know what it's going to be. And then we can carry on instead of yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, me, me, you know? Yeah. So um, I get a great conversation about money. So I have a great conversation on icky conversation about money. Oh, right I love away, that. Like something like, the, and I know my low and I know my high and that's based on my own um, business, like my own like income or my own understanding of how much I need to survive monthly. So that's how you figured out your rate was just justifying what you need in and like the yeah. time. Yeah. And then plus 30%. Plus 30% increase. I love that. But I mean, I'm like a bad landlord where <laughs> I raise my fees every 
like every you know every year but, but you should because it's like you you have a year more of experience I mean I just think that's amazing I mean I still I mean just listening to you say that I'm like oh my god like I just think about like my rates of like teaching and things like that I'm like oh I have I have not adjusted you also just don't know what's going to happen you don't know if there's going to be a cool technology that you want to get into mm-hmm. so then you have the, the resources uh, involved you don't um you don't know if there's going to be a global pandemic where you lose your entire industry Forever and always, never coming back. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, to go back to university, I studied facts. You know, I was like one of the only nerds that loved fine arts, cultural studies. And Mm. there was a real um, chapter about arts under pressure in significant time. The Weimar Republic, for example, is one of them where like in Germany and Hitler. Mm. Um, And in this case, like this is what we're seeing. We're seeing an extraordinary time where arts and creatives are being pressed yeah. against the wall challenged in their normal ways of performing and yo step up to the plate and try something yeah it's just a project Stacey like yeah. I have to say this to myself um because I'm shifting my value has not changed damn Oh my God. Like, I'm just like, man, I wish I was just like on your couch and I'd be like, okay, now (laughs) I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. Like, I just think I'm like, holy shit. Like, yes. Well, hold on. There's still like the crazy level. Like I got really deep into like crystals. Oh, please. Me too. Which ones do you got? What are you dealing with? (laughs) Yeah, I just have them around and then I charge them by the moon. We must. I I talk to the plants and like, you have to, you know, and, and if it, that's kind of like my placebo, um, positive, uh, mental experiences, and that's what I'm going to do. Oh, Just talk yeah. to some rocks and plants. I talk to my rocks all the time. I'm telling you, my witch rocks, I'm just holding onto my like citrine, like the abundance. I'm like, come on, rent. Come on, baby. But that's ready to receive. But I will say like a huge standout for me is like the the pivot or the add-on you've you've done for your business is also this new um like online like closet curation and I was reading about that um it was in Now magazine which I was like yes to the press thank you Glenn Sumi for recognizing who's who we love a Glenn Glenn Sumi absolutely (laughs) we love a Glenn moment but I was just like I read that I'm like this is so this is so smart because it's like in the pandemic We've all been stuck in our homes and I just am always impressed with people who are like, let's just pivot. Like, let's just go. Okay. Well then we'll just do this. Like how, how long did it take you to get there? And, and how's that going? Are you- pretty, I think that happened mid April or uh, May in that sense. So you're quick. You're like, all right, that's what we're doing. I think I, uh, I became horizontal at the end of, or at the beginning of the pandemic and was yep. sad. And I did, I will say this, I mourned the loss of everything because everything was going to be amazing, right? Yeah. I'm on the cusp. I'm days away from the CSA. Ugh. I was days away from recording my own podcast with like all these guests lined up about fashion with a panel. Hell yes. Um, I had money for it too. Like, and then just no. And uh, I was operating at such a high, came down such a low. And mm-hmm. then my toe back into the water was this closet clean. And I saw a lot of our friends or mutual people in, in the industry just mm-hmm having a hard time. So I donated part of my proceeds to the Actors Fund of Canada. Which is incredible. Yeah. And so I tried, I did it for about a month Mm -hmm. and I thought that was really great. Um, I thought a hundred dollars for 10 hours was a very low accessible price, especially during the time. And so 
that that was that and it was a lot of fun and do you think I you would do more it. would you do it more or no is it not um, um I, would, I would also oh, go like ahead. to see uh, I would also like to see like you know as we see the demise of retailers like Le Chateau which is a Canadian company so sad. Um, we saw the demise of Nine West we've mm-hmm. seen who else has gone out of business Garage is going out it plus, is no yeah, Garage Garage is going out um, Forever 21 took hit the bit the dust a few a yep. year ago or so mm-hmm. um, I would honestly and Hudson's Bay is not doing very well either no so. <laughs> Like, um, our ways of shopping are very different. And mm-hmm. honestly, it might be moving towards bigger brands like Amazon, which has their own fashion line, sort which of. Which is wild to me. But if there's Canadian, you know it's made quality. You can probably talk to the designer as well if you had, like, an issue. Like, I tell this one designer, Hillary McMillan, who also has, like, an exclusive size collection where she goes 3X plus. That's amazing. And then I think she goes 2X low. But she's Canadian. She's over on Carleton and Parliament, like her, their awesome. studio. Um, and I think I got a dress from her that everybody compliments for like 75 bucks. So the also really? there's an idea that Canadian clothing is expensive. Some mm-hmm. of it is. Some of it is. And you just have to ask yourself, how often will I wear something? And is the yeah. cost per wear going to be worth it? And I think that's a really interesting point because I feel like starting off in a business is like the same as like presenting yourself because it's like you do have to invest. And I think that's the scariest um, point, you know, like when you started where you like, I'm just investing, I'm in a hundred percent. Like, was it terrifying or were you like, no, I know where I'm going. No worries. There's always uncertainty. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of like, how do you start business? <laughs> um a thousand percent yes yeah um so you know there are some government things that you have to do and I still have to do some as my you know as it uh, grows and expands you make more than 30,000 you need an HST oh the HST yes exactly uh which is cool um and then you know I'm my website is not crazy like I need a developer to make it cooler if I want to make it to work for me but I don't um, but it, it was daunting. It's always daunting, but like I have me to answer to and only me. So, oh yeah. Also, I have an amazing web designer. I will tell you after this podcast, she's amazing. So good. Yeah. Yeah, She's so great. Um, but I guess that's too, it's like the clothes that I have invested in, like a really good jacket, a really good boot, like a really good pair of jeans. Like the times where I just like, was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm still wearing them. I still yeah. feel like the richest woman when I enter the room. It's like I need to start I need to start transitioning away from like my H&M blouse that once in the dryer which was once a size 10 that held my ample bosom was shrunk. Yes, now a crop top. It's now a crop top. I feel terrible in it. I'm just I feel like a fraud. I'm just like I need yeah. a nice blouse. You know what it, I mean? The road. Absolutely. And then some materials being made in sustainable fabrics. So Yes not polluting our waters. Um, and we just have to realize that it might take a bit more time to save up for something like that, but the payoff is worth it tenfold. A hundred percent. It's our water we're talking about that we're polluting. Like, Yeah. And I was so unaware and naive and like embarrassingly so to be like, oh, wow, like this is, we are... <laughs> We have the choice to give into that or to not. And I mean, it's a hard decision, especially when you're like balancing your finances. But I think the good tip is like, be patient. You already have the thing you need right now and then save up for the thing that will last you forever. 
truly. Yeah. And honestly, I do have some Zara pieces. Mm-hmm. Like I, Zara is always my go-to if like I'm sourcing for a set and there's trendy da da da, and I right. and I'm on a very tight budget. Um, so I have to use fast fashion outlets, and I need that job. So I compromise myself in that way. Um, but when I have personal items from those places, I try to take care of them as much as possible to extend their warranty. I also have a very good relationship with a few tailors who will ah. help me you know, kind of patch things up or mm-hmm. like a ripped an arm. So they're going to fix it. I don't throw things away. And I also try not to buy trends too much. Mm. Hard to like, do, but it's so yeah. true. The second I stick to like my unique style, like unique style, I blouse and jeans, give me a break. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're not going to find me in these, like, you know, the gap sweaters with like the mock turtleneck coming out and like a <laughs> Fila dad shoe. It's just, it's not going to be, it's not gonna be it for me. I want a brooch. I want a jacket. <laughs> yeah. And that's also like honing your personal style is where you can look at a trend and be like, that's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask just as we're coming to the end, like, where do you see your company going? What, like, where, like, you know, what's like, you know, something uh, I'm literally sounding like yeah. I have garbles in my mouth, but like, where do you see yourself? What's the next steps for um, everything? So for get ready, like that's my, cause my name is Renna ready. So I use my last name as my it's company. I, I thoroughly see like a get ready productions cool. and that just kind of incorporates and encompasses everything that I've ever done and learned. So like, you know, if I want to do a fashion show and I want to produce it and then I want to stream it, I want to do that. Fuck. That's so smart. Yes. Or or if we're doing sketches, like with all the comedians, I want to do that. Like I want a production company is kind of where I'd like to go for and include everything and everyone that's just so talented because like, here's nothing. We have all the Americans coming up and we give them such major tax breaks. So we lessen ourselves. And then still again, they don't hire Canadians for the leads. Never. Like, so, like who's the exception? Tatiana Maslany. But I know. I mean, like, I did a Christmas movie and I was like played the best friend. And if you see me on IMDb, I might as well be like the janitor who cleaned up after everyone left. And that's not fair. And no. It's, it's not fair. And I don't understand why we still stand for it. And that, and like, honestly, the conversation has to start with our MPs, which is like the bo- most boring thing to ever talk <laughs> but to an MP about. I kind of want to send you in just to kind of tell them what's what. <laughs> I'll have your booster juice waiting. <laughs> Miss Renna, yeah. thank you so much. Miss Renna, thank you. This way. <laughs> Thank you. No, I mean my time. Yes, thank you. But I think it's amazing. And I think like, you know, I'm just so uh, thankful to know you and have these conversations because A, it's incredible to have like a woman at the helm of it and also be the first one kicking down these doors being like, we deserve better. I deserve better. My clients deserve better. Like we all deserve better. We're amazing. And if I need to be the one screaming it from the top of the mountain, I'll climb the fucking mountain. You know? Or like, politely host something (laughs) see this is why you're doing this and i'm in the back going she's the fucking queen (laughs) (laughs) and and like you know how do i stay afloat i um Mm -hmm. i keep i keep everything quite low like i wish i had staff like i wish i could have full-time this thank god i don't in during this pandemic right but i i keep my things really i keep my expenses really low my saving has bumped up significantly over the last uh, six months, seven really? months. Really? And I do have passive income as well. Like it's, uh, I have stock <gasps> and it's quiet and I just, you set it and forget it and that's the way to so do smart. it. And because I have a mortgage, if there's extra, I try to pay down the mortgage as much as possible. 
it's my debt. Like yeah. it's debt. Get rid of debt first. That's such you're yeah. I'm for Stacey gets rich where I'm getting into stocks and investing. So I you best believe I'm gonna be like reaching out to you being like, How are you liking your stocks? Because I'm so <laughs> not about it, but it's like I need to get financially more aware. This is great yeah. advice. Thank yeah. you. I guess, isn't that how Martha Stewart got arrested? So we'll just walk that fine line. We'll walk the fine line. But like, she sort of bumped through prison, no problem. She doesn't really talk about it anymore. You know, she seems yeah. to be okay. Yeah, it was a good time. No, but I think exactly. it's important. I think that you're like, you're somebody really taking care of themselves. And you're, you know, you're taking yourself seriously. And I feel like that's, I mean, it's just really inspiring to listen to, just, honestly. Honestly, I try to keep it real. I know we're running out of our time. Oh, no, like, please. I don't get my nails done. I like, these are done, but like, yeah, I do them mostly myself. Um, I don't have eyelashes. I don't have any upkeep. Mm-hmm. I keep my hair long because I get a haircut like twice a year. Like I do those little, like those are my secrets. I do little things like that, and it makes you know about a hundred dollars in difference here and there. And the thing is, I need those hundred dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it adds and, up. <laughs> and I mostly put everything on my credit card and then uh, use the points. That's a, such a smart advice because like I started doing that recently, life-changing. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, why didn't I? Because I think I was scared of the credit card bill, even though I had the money in my account, you know, but it was a staggering bill. But also you need to learn those lessons. You know, you don't need Uber Eats all the time. Uh, <laughs> but it's so true. The points is everything. Uh, points is everything. Yeah. Um, and hopefully when we travel again, then they can reap the benefits. But whatever, oh my God, a fine. free flight. Remember those? Remember a flight? Oh my God. Yeah. I had a yeah, travel hat. Not- I would wear a hat on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I going? <laughs> for, for the weekend. And then, you know, oh, we're just in LA. We're just going to head up to San Francisco. And then, uh, yeah, it was just, what a life. What a blessed get- life. And we're, uh, a metamorphosis yeah. is happening. Yeah. But right? you were in that play, Metamorphosis. Oh, I was in that play. <laughs> oh, I was, my parents were like, what is this? And I was like, I'm going to be a star. And they're like, not like this. <laughs> Um, where can everyone follow you? So all the descriptions, if you're listening to this or watching this, will all be down below uh, and in the description. But um, just so you can say it out loud and everyone can follow you. Thank you. Yeah, everybody can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is Get Ready, mm-hmm. and that's uh, G-E-T-R-E-D-D-I-E. Ooh, and website? Website is GetReadyStyle.com. Love it. Um, Hire her. uh, Surround yourself with her. Um, I certainly will. I'm so excited for you and everything that's like just you've you've definitely I was gonna say that awaits you but I feel like you've created it like you're not awaiting for anything and and I love. Um, So thank you Rana so much for talking with me. Thank you so much for having me Stacey. Thanks everyone and I'll see you next week. Uh, Bye. Bye.